So I was a little bit hesitant to do this episode, but I decided that it needed to be talked about. And the reason why I was a little bit hesitant was because of the fact that the topic of Marilyn Monroe's so-called suicide has been discussed and debated by people from conspiracy theorists to political commentators to honestly everybody, literally, at least in the Western world, for decades now. So with that being said, there was a documentary that came out, I think, two or three years ago called Unacknowledged with Dr. Stephen Greer. And I highly recommend uh, that you watch it. If you haven't already, it's on Netflix. And he kind of brought back the topic or at least the, the idea or proposal that Marilyn Monroe was murdered because she knew too much specifically about the Roswell crash and the existence of extraterrestrials and what have you. So let's get right into it, because you're probably asking where the hell is the evidence, blah, blah, blah. So Marilyn Monroe was found dead in her Los Angeles home on August 5th, 1962, from an overdose, supposedly. But when a suicide note was never discovered, and then there were all kinds of discrepancies in her case, like you wouldn't believe, like the just ridiculous things that couldn't exactly point to there being a legitimate suicide. Conspiracies began to whirl that she was actually murdered. So, in 2017, the unacknowledged documentary, Dr. Stephen Greer claimed to have been given a top-secret wiretap summary of a phone conversation between Marilyn and former Attorney General Robert Kennedy just two days before her supposed suicide. Now, the pair were allegedly involved in, involved in an affair, and government officials wanted to tap her phone to make sure that she wouldn't divulge any secrets. Now, the document, which Stephen Greer described as a death warrant, was titled Project Moondust, a phrase that, the, that Mr. Stephen Greer claimed was used by the CIA to talk about anything related to UFOs. So you kind of had Project Moondust over here, and then you had all the projects beneath it, so to speak, but all pertaining to UFOs and extraterrestrials. And then, in the 2017 documentary, he explained how it mentions the visit by the president with Marilyn Monroe at a secret airbase for the purpose of inspecting things from outer space. And I don't think that they're talking about meteorites. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So Stephen Greer believed the reference to outer space and the visit with JFK was in reference to the New Mexico crash of the 1940s. Now, official reports state that the infamous incident was caused by a U.S. Air Force balloon crashing at a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico, 1974, which at this point we all now know is just a load of crap. But a lot of conspiracy theorists, but it's kind of pushed beyond that at this point. It's become people who are even just regular people who don't consider themselves to even be conspiracy theorists, have long thought that the official line was a cover-up and that it was, in fact, an alien spacecraft that crashed. Now, Greer claims he was handed the top-secret memo by a man whose family helped to start the National Security Agency, so the NSA, which is one of the many different branches of government that is supposed to keep us safe, but that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Now... He said he even had it verified by a high-level, unnamed government official. Here's the problem, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here, just for the sake of playing both sides. The problem with 
even in, in, in reputable media, like when CNN or Fox News or anyone says, sources tell them, we trust that these sources, these so-called sources are real because they've had such a supposed reputable name for so long. Right now, I'm not going to get into the if they're fake news or not. I'm not trying to get into that. All I'm saying is that the problem with having unnamed sources is that it's very hard to ascertain the veracity of your, your evidence or to corroborate your piece of evidence or a corroborated testimony for that matter. So at the end of the clip, Dr. Stephen Greer says it was a tra tragic situation because she was an actress who didn't understand the national security state and the viciousness of those who want to keep those sort of secrets covered up permanently. Now, on his website, he added that she was murdered for the discovery. Now, here's the thing. Doctor, before I get into the details, Dr. Greer is a well-respected, not only doctor, but I guess you could say conspiracy theorist, but that label hasn't really stuck to him for the simple fact that a lot of what he says turns out to be true. Now, yes, it may take time, but a lot of what he says turns out to come to, uh, come to fruition for that matter. So here's the thing. He then released this memo that was given to him. And this memo was a transcript of a wiretapped conversation that Marilyn Monroe had with a reporter shortly after she broke off or somehow her relationship with both JFK and JFK's brother, Robert Kennedy, the attorney general, after she broke off their relationship. Now, supposedly she was sleeping with both men. As to who she was sleeping with, it was either one or the other, I'm not sure. The whole thing was that either Robert Kennedy or more than likely John F. Kennedy, because he was known to be a little more of a ladies' man and he kind of was known to fall for the, uh, the, the feminine seduction, if you will, told Marilyn Monroe things she shouldn't know whatsoever, told her about the Roswell crash, told her about things like extraterrestrials and them being real and things like this. And maybe he told her other things, but the most important things seem to have been the UFO incident. Not only that, but he, she was in the same car as him, the presidential car, whatever, the limo, whatever it was called, when he went to a particular Air Force base to examine some of these obtained, recently obtained UFOs or flying saucers or metal discs or whatever you want to call them. Doesn't mean she saw them, but the fact that she was there and he would, I guess we could say, be so stupid or naive enough to bring her there is justification enough for her to have been murdered in the eyes of the United States government. Now, again, please keep in mind as well, this was a time when there wasn't so much of a shadow government, if you want to call it. This was more when things were out in the open or, and the president had more direct power and the attorney general had more direct power. I'm not saying they don't have power now, but what I'm saying is that within the last 20 to 30 years, maybe even 40 years since the 80s, there's been a, a sudden dramatic change in the, the military-industrial complex, the, the intelligence side of the government, which has kept things from the White House and kept secrets from the president and things like this, as I spoke about before, because the president is only there for eight years tops. The guys in the intelligence communities believe they can keep secrets much better because their, their careers span 30, 40, 50, 60 years, right? So ultimately, that's why nowadays, Bill Clinton was even known to say back in the 90s, he was quoted saying to one of his aides, and I quote, Sarah, there's a government within the government and I have no control or power over it. 
which is kind of why when Bill Clinton said he looked for UFOs, there were none and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, without trying to get off topic, I'll put the picture of the memo here. But of course, when I link to one of the articles, you'll see the picture as well of the, the transcript. So supposedly Marilyn Monroe was sleeping with both of them. And that when Robert Kennedy found out, either through his brother or through some other various means, that she knew too much and she was planning to go to the press to talk about things that were completely classified, which she didn't really understand so much. She was just kind of, I guess it was out of spite for the relationship having ended with either Robert Kennedy or John or both. So she said she has, quote, secrets to tell. And then all of a sudden she was found murdered. So it's certainly something, at the, at the very least, it's an extremely interesting topic. And the reason why sometimes I'm a little bit hesitant to bring up things from so long ago is because it's been discussed over and over and over again. But in the case of Marilyn Monroe, I feel like there's not enough people that, have, that may actually have factored into their minds that she may have not overdosed, that she may have actually been murdered because she knew too much. Now, with that being said... There, there's very strange things that went on with the autopsy and the coroner's report and things like that. But at the same time, please keep in mind, it doesn't mean that she was shot. It could also mean that she was actually knocked unconscious and then given these pills and they forced these pills down her throat to make it look like a suicide. So we have to factor this in as well, too. It's not that it, the pills never happened and this and that. It, it depends on how they did it. Now, with that being said, there is somebody else I'd like to talk about, and his name is Donald Burleson. So, Donald Burleson is a man who is a, a highly reputable person. He's, he's a writer and New Mexico State director of the Mutual UFO Network. And he said Monroe's death and what he claims is a cover-up is a national disgrace. Now... Monroe was 36 years old. Think about that. She was only 36. That's young. 36 when she was found dead in 1962 at her Brentwood estate. Now, again, like I said, the official cause of death was ruled suicide after swallowing barbiturates, which would be pills like, uh, at, at the time, they were essentially sleeping pills, if you want to call it. Nowadays, it would be things like Xanax or, or, or Vicodin or... Um, Things like this, right? Or painkillers or what have you. Now, Burleson argues that Monroe was murdered and that Robert Kennedy, the U.S. Attorney General, had something to do with it. Now, he even claims that Robert Kennedy was in the room with Monroe when she died. This part I, I can't really comment on because I don't know. Uh, that's the problem. I can't really say. There's no evidence to back that up. And there's no eyewitness testimony. It's not like a former Secret Service agent said, yes, I saw him in the room, things like this. Now, he cites accounts from, from Monroe's maid and handyman and neighbors who said that they saw Robert Kennedy enter Monroe's house, including one, the, the evening that she passed away. Now, here's the thing. The timing is interesting, and assuming these claims are true, it's hard to tell. Maybe he, honestly, this might sound a little bit cruel and vicious, but maybe he wanted to say goodbye to her one last time. And it's terrible to say, but maybe he wanted to sleep with her one last time, knowing she was going to die later that night. Now, him visiting her, assuming it's true, may have given his Secret Service agents or whoever he had 
murder her reason enough to say, well, there were people coming and going from her house all day, so it's hard to tell who the killer was. Okay? Now, the thing at the same time, too, though, was that one person, the handyman, claimed that when Robert Kennedy entered Monroe's house, he was also accompanied by two men, one of which had a black bag similar to the kind of black bag a doctor would carry when they're making a house call. You know, back in the days, the doctors used to come to your house and all that, and they would have these, these big black bags and a certain material and a certain shape, and it was kind of just a generally used design that all doctors had, regardless of what state or province or country you lived in. That was just the kind of way it was. Now, let's assume that this handyman, what he was saying is true. What is then being described here is a, I guess you could say a ruthless Robert Kennedy, if you want to call it. He wanted to, again, there's the other theories that he wanted to make sure that she was dead. So he wanted to see it with his own eyes because of how secretive the UFO cover-up was and still is, honestly. Now, he d disputes the claim Monroe died from an overdose. I'm talking about uh, Burleson now. So he disputes the claim Monroe died from an overdose of pills and believes she was killed by lethal injection. Now, Burleson also claimed the investigators found no fingerprints in Monroe's house, not even her own, and that Monroe needed a large glass of water to swallow any pills and that the water was turned off in the bathroom sink of the guest house that she was supposedly in at the time. Now, the fingerprint thing is very interesting, and I say this because, come on, it's her fucking house. You're telling me she, there's not going to be fingerprints of, of her touching her desk or her kitchen table or her, her counter or her sink or anything like this? Come on. That's, that's the part that's a little bit what people would call, I guess, too clean to be legit. Now, I'm, I'm really not trying to make this episode into a, a, an investigative murder episode, but ultimately we have to look at all the factors here. So Burleson, at the presentation where he was discussing Monroe's death at one of many, showed a copy of the toxicology report on Monroe's death, which he said showed that she ingested about anywhere from 50 to 90 pills worth of barbiturates, an abnormally large amount. Now, they don't really make barbiturates anymore from what I understand, but again, it's the same, the same concept, same general idea as Xanax or any type of sleeping pills or pain medication. Even the most addicted person, like 50 to 90, now again, depends on the density and the the potency of each tablet or pill, but still, 50 to 90 pills? Now, supposed wiretaps from Monroe's home and sightings of Robert Kennedy at Monroe's estate on the last day of her life, including, a, apparently, again, the eyewitness account, the handyman saying he showed up with two mysterious men, were also cited by Burleson to back up his claim. Now, he said the medical examiner signed Monroe's death certificate because he was threatened if he didn't do it. However, determining that Monroe was not murdered is only part of the mystery. It's basically easy to prove that Marilyn Monroe did not commit suicide. What is trickier is to prove why they killed her, Burleson said, which is a fair point. I mean, people said for years she, she didn't kill herself, but I, this was also a time, keep in mind, the, the, the late 40s, the 50s, the 60s, this was a time when alcohol and sleeping pills and 
anything that kind of lowers the heart rate, any type of medication that does that. And painkillers were very common in Hollywood, very common, being passed around like it was nothing. Things like even quaaludes and even pills that probably we wouldn't even know uh, what their names were in today's day and age just because they're so outdated and there's, I guess you could say, better medication. But anyways, Monroe was believed to have had extramarital affairs with both John and Robert Kennedy that I mentioned earlier in what would be the last years of her life. Theories have swirled that Monroe was murdered by the Kennedys to keep those affairs from being made public or keep their wives from finding out. Now, I think it's bigger than that. I honestly think that you wouldn't murder somebody just because you didn't want your wife to find out. Now, again, I'm not naive either. I'm sure it's happened before many times because people will do crazy things when they really don't want stuff to get out. So I'm not naive in that sense. But I think when you're the president and you're in that position, John F. Robert, I don't know. But I know for a fact that John F. Kennedy was known to cheat constantly, even before he became president. And that his wife, Jackie Kennedy, kind of knew and sort of brushed it under the rug. Because in those days, that's more often than not what women did. With that being said, I don't think he'd go... I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I don't know. Just to cover up the fact that maybe she was sleeping with both of them, maybe. But I mean, the things that she said from her, her transcripts of, of, the, of the leaked transcript memo to the reporter saying, I have secrets to tell. Again, she could have been playing it up or maybe she did actually know. So the thing is, though, is that Burleson said John and Robert Kennedy's affairs with Monroe were already known, especially by their wives, and that Monroe was murdered for an entirely different reason. And what it all comes down to is that she had classified information imparted to her, which she probably didn't even ask for, and it was appointed to her illegally is what Burleson claims. Now, Burleson theorizes, like many others, that it was John Kennedy who divulged the information illegally to Monroe that could have included information about the existence of alien life forms and acknowledgement or confirmation of UFOs. Now, disclosing classified information is a serious crime, and Burleson said that if it was to become known, Kennedy could have faced serious criminal charges. Both of them, actually. Now, other government officials likely also wanted to keep Monroe quiet because revealing that Kennedy had disclosed classified information to her would reveal secrets they did not want to be made public. That, and now, Burleson said that in her final days of her life, Monroe had felt so disgusted by the Kennedys that she was telling close friends that she wanted to hold a national press conference where she would, quote-unquote, tell all about the Kennedys. Now, what made her change her mind and want to talk to a particular reporter instead of doing this national press conference, I don't know. Maybe she, it was something she could have said out of anger. Who knows? Now, Burleson also cites one document of routing information that a detective agency claimed to have obtained from the National Security Council, which had Monroe's name. And in the subject line of the document, it said Project Moondust, which I mentioned earlier. Again, Project Moondust had to do with so many things, everything relating to, to UFOs at the time. So Project Moondust was like the, the, the top of the branch or the top of the pyramid, and then you had all the, I don't want to say sub-projects, but projects that branched beneath it. One of them being the extremely top-secretive Majestic 12 or MJ-12 project, which was then based off of the Majestic classified documents, which I did an episode on earlier. So again, 
to murder her for that, to, or to murder one individual to keep those secrets, I would, without a shadow of a doubt, in a heartbeat, excuse me, in a heartbeat, I wouldn't put it past the United States government to do this, without a question. Murder one individual to keep all these secrets? Oh, you bet you. You bet they'll do it. Now, he also pointed to a wiretap conversation, and this is what I was talking about earlier, between journalist Dorothy Kilgallen and a close friend where they discussed the conversation one of them had with Monroe and that she had secrets to tell. Now, one such secret, Kilgallen said, was about a secret visit John Kennedy made to an airbase with the purpose of inspecting materials from outer space. And that such a disclosure would be an embarrassment for John Kennedy's efforts to place a man on the moon. Again, there would be embarrassment all across the board. If she knew this much, there would be embarrassment all across the board. It's not even funny. So, if we take a step back and we play devil's advocate, it's at this point in time, with the information I just spoke about, and I want you as the viewer, the listener, to think in your mind, unless I'm missing something here, which I very well may be, there are so many directions this could have gone in for her to spill secrets. Even Let's just say she didn't know anything about extraterrestrials or UFOs. I honestly do believe that the fact that she had this kind of knowledge, anything pertaining to classified information, they would have murdered her like this. And again, I don't know as much about Robert Kennedy as I do about JFK, as do I think most people. But JFK was known to be a little more of the, the womanizer, so he may have told her things and, and, and what have you. I mean, to this very day, that happens all the time. That's how politicians and people are, are blackmailed or extorted, and it still goes on to this very day. So let me know what you guys think. I know this was a bit more of an investigative murder episode than a UFO or alien one, but I think it's something that really needed to be covered, and I think it's something that really should be brought into the the limelight a little more. I mean, the CIA did was was reached for comment on this, and they did uh, they did deny all of these claims, saying they're entirely baseless. But again, that's the whole point of what they do. Everything is supposed to be baseless if it doesn't work in their favor. So let me know what you guys think, and we will catch you next time. Peace.